Welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Grant. My name is Dave. And another week, more My Hero Academia. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, we are an anime-only podcast, so uh, no manga spoilers. This is all our own uh, week-to-week insight uh, on the episodes. Um, so just right off the top, uh, we want to give a shout-out to at the sketchy artist 21 on Instagram, uh, that awesome art of uh, Shinso. Um Dave, when you sent this to me uh, last week, I think we had this one in the chamber a week or two ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, just by seeing the art, I was really looking forward to his presence of the show because like he's kind of an unknown to us. He is, but he's kind of featured in like the opening song and credits, and it's like okay, yeah. well, we kind of saw that saw this coming at least that he'd be reincorporated somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the uh, the guy who drew this, the thumbnail, said his inspiration was if uh, if Shinsho had the uh, all for one quirk. Oh, so, which is kind of an interesting take. Um, but it's a killer thumbnail. Either. Yeah, not good stuff. Anyway, so so thank you very much to uh, at the sketchy artist. Uh, so I guess we'll just jump right into the uh, the synopsis for this week. Um, Midoriya recounts his dream of one for all to All Might and seeks his advice. Class A and B are joined by Shinsho as they prepare to battle it out during their joint combat training. Yeah. What'd you yeah. think? I liked it. Fun episode. Really, like, two halves. Like, they like they do this all the time in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, even in just season five so far, they've done this where they kind of just sort of split an episode in half. It feels like three acts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or at least they all have, yeah, they have very distinct breaks and tonal, mm-hmm. like, shifts. Um, but it's it all starts with this recap of of uh, Midoriya's dream to All Might. It feels like this season has been the recap season so far. I feel like every episode we've had, they dedicate, like, two or three minutes of something from the previous episode into the next episode, and then they kind of go from there. Um, yeah, I saw I was, that. When it opened up, I was kind of like, huh? I feel like we just just saw this, you know? Yeah, like, and I saw that on on the subreddit talking about this episode too. Like, people were saying like, "Okay, well, we're getting like a two to four minute recap. We have mm. a minute and a half long intro. The credit song is like a minute and a half. Yeah, the out the outro credits. So yeah, these episodes are a little bit shorter than usual, or maybe they've always been like that, and I haven't noticed. But they well, are flying by. Because what I'm wondering is. The, I think I feel like the next few episodes, the format is going to be very. I don't think we're going to be getting like you know this episode. Obviously, like we open up with the dream sequence, and you know, in last episode they open up more on the the Endeavor and Hawk stuff. But I think what's coming next is it's it's going to be in the moment. There's not going to be looking back on too much. It's just mm-hmm. going to be in the action, and then wh- whatever characters to the side are kind of like observing kind of thing. So. My opinion is I think this is going to be the last episode, maybe for a little while, that kind of does this dedication to previous scenes, but who knows? Yeah, they've got a lot to kind of recount. The break has been so long from season four to season five, so, Mm -hmm. and like you said, like, especially with this episode and the way it ends, which we'll get to, but like, it really feels like we're kicking into gear Mm -hmm. into an arc, Um, so yeah, maybe there won't be as much required. Well, we had said that last week, like, if it kind of, you know, on for when we were talking about episodes one and two, it kind of felt like they had to get some stuff out of the way, mm-hmm. you know, and then now we're at, we're at, like, <laughs> the main story, we're going forward, like, the, the plot is being pushed in the in the correct direction again, so, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, did you like the episode then? Yeah, definitely like this episode, felt much more like a typical My Hero episode that I generally speaking really like, um, mm-hmm. I've, t- I've said this to you before, like, 
anytime they get into the quirk lore, the all for one lore, that mm. like main overarching thread of the whole show, um, learning about the quirk and like all that stuff, I can eat that shit up all day. I could watch a show just about that. Mm. Um, so that first half I loved, and then also like the second half, which we're gonna go into in detail, like you know all the the games and the tactics that they have to play and all these training sequences. I love that shit too. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, this was a good one. There was nothing like in particular that was amazing, but I, I really liked the episode. What uh, What about you? Yeah, it was it was good stuff. It was the, um, you know, the I guess like you know generally speaking, we had said last week like we both love the moments of just like the subtle humor, and then also kind of like there's I found there's a lot more overt humor this episode. Like mm-hmm. they were just they were pushing jokes, and the, we hadn't seen too much of that. You know, we've seen it before in the show, but just not recently in the past couple episodes. So mm-hmm. it was fun to see that. And then, you know, the... But yeah, all in all, great episode. You can you can definitely tell, like, the stride is kind of kicking in. It's like That's that's what I'm looking for. This is, you know, I want to see the characters clash, you know. Where, like, more there's going to be more, team, like, the teamwork and the bonds and building and all that. And it's, yeah, it's this is going to be a long arc. I will tell you, though. Very like... long, Yeah. <laughs> So I, I agree with all that, and like like we both said, the show's kind of at its best when it's doing this kind of thing. But like, there's no way I'm remembering all these names. <laughs> like, no, I I, oh I actually God. I had the intention today. I had some spare time at work, and I was gonna sit down, rewatch the episode, and write down. I guess I could have gone online, but I was gonna write down every character's name they introduced in a span of thirty seconds. Oh my God. And I was gonna try and. I was gonna try and just read them off and just see it. It's just like it try and like all the current cast do. That's 40, 40 characters in total over the next probably like five or six episodes or more that we're gonna have to like not remember, but like well, it's like oh is it this one or is it that one? Yeah. It's 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 funny. Be patient with us, folks. And if like we end up retur- like uh, resorting to like just calling them like oh like the lightning guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but- it's. The we're we're we are gonna try our best, but uh, so yeah, let's let's kick back into the dream sequence there because I I feel like they added just a little bit more because because it, it, it blends nicely into the scene uh, with Midoriya. I guess not quite. It kind of cuts to him being back at the house or at the uh, the residence, but the I just gotta say Midoriya, you know that effect he has on his body, like the uh, like the the pink and the white kind of like lightning. Oh, like when uh, when his quirk is kind of activated. When, when his, yeah, when his quirk is kicked in. Oh, Grant dropped out for a sec. I'll vamp hilariously until he comes back. Never seen. Like it's. I don't know what it is when his when his all for what or one for all kicks in. Totally. It's just I just like you know I just I fanboy out. It's the only thing I can think. Of. I just see it. And it's like that's so cool. Like it's. I don't know what it is about the cut, like the the color scheme, because he kind of has like that green teal look to him. Just with his hair and his suit and all that. And just seeing that pink outline, it's just, fuck, it's so gnarly. It, it is gnarly. It's, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, but you know that guy on YouTube, Mother's Basement? He talks about yeah. what is Sakuga. <laughs> mm. And it's like, just, there are certain moments in anime that are just so awesome um, when yes. they really go for it. And so many of those moments in My Hero Academia have to do with when Midoriya really goes for it. And yes. that effect is always present. You know what I mean? So, like, when they show it, even in, like, kind of a chill, dramatic scene, you kind of get, like, a hint of, like, oh, this is kind of fucking cool. This usually accompanies action. Or this usually accompanies, like, a really intense moment. It's a, it's a really good way to set a tone. It's so cool. It's crazy how just, like, a little color scheme can just... Like, for me, when I see that, the word... I picture power overwhelming. Like, yeah. just... 
like the pure raw energy that like flows through his body and it's you know like it's coming out like veins on his body it's mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a cool technique and this goes back i'm sure it's like that in the manga as well I, I i can't imagine that's just like an anime only thing but just what a visual cue just so cool so cool yeah uh i also love that it was like you know it happened as he made contact with the mm. original holder. Do we know his name, by the way? The original... I don't think we do. Okay, like, not just you and I, but, like, the audience. No, because there's... Well, maybe in for the, the manga readers, yeah, but yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a scene coming up with All Might, and All Might just openly calls him as the original wielder. Yeah, okay. I feel like, you know, he, he, he would know, but, uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, so Deku... Midoriya goes for a walk. There's a quick moment of Naval Laser being like, "Oh, maybe you're still holding on to food." I forgot they have that weird little friendship. Yeah, because there because there's an episode a few seasons ago where they kind of, I don't know if they had to partner up or something. And and the cheese reference that is a reference to something that we've seen before. I'm I'm almost certain. Yeah, it's been too long for me to know, but I was like, I assumed he meant it was a bathroom mm. comment. I, I it was fine, um, but then. Midoriya is like walking and you get like a neat little you know vignette or like moment of him thinking about it and mm-hmm. All Might is much more clear it's much clearer that that, that the one fuzzy person uh, is is All Might and then anyway we get to this the scene which takes up like most of this act or this half which is him and All Might kind of hashing it out and talking about the original holder Midoriya's experience and how All Might relates to all that mm-hmm. did you like that scene? Yeah, big time. The it just goes to show. I genuinely forgot how close, like you know, Midoriya and All Might were. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's, you know, like, you know, he's his mentor, and you know, and that's like a special bond that between the two of them. And, and like over the seasons, like All Might has had to try and like hide that. That's like a big part of the thing. Like he can't show. No one can know that Midoriya has his power. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like Bakugo knows, but. Um, and I think some of the teachers do, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, so it's, it's kind of nice to have these moments and like, this is the one thing that only they can bond about is this power they have, you know? And, and I was honestly surprised to see like all might taken back with like what Deku or is gone through. I agree. You know? That was really interesting. I think like two thoughts on that. Uh, one is kind of was echoing what you're saying, but also it's interesting to see that just All Might in kind of this new role because it's been a while now where he's just been completely without his powers. Mm-hmm. And I've been wondering, like, where are we going to take his character? I'm really curious to see what he goes through this season. He was ta- he says to Deku at the end of this conversation, he's like, we'll investigate this together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm kind of curious to see what they use him for um, going forward if and when, if they ever, like, kill him off. That would be a really dramatic thing, or if he's just sort of going to be there until the end. Are you ready for uh, my first hot take of the season? Oh, shit. Here we go. So, when he, when, so when Midoriya sees, you know, the, the previous vestiges, mm-hmm. um, which, cool name, totally mm-hmm. dope, mm-hmm. Um, we see, we see some of them, like, visually, we see them in clear for the most part, and then we see kind of like a, a somewhat, somewhat visible All Might, and then we see the two that are just yeah. like, he's shades. sort of in between, right? In between, we know All Might is more or less dying. Yeah. So that could represent him being near death. Mm-hmm. And the other two is that could potentially be still alive. Like they're maybe all for one has them like hidden away. 
Interesting. And is like, because he has the, because he's kept himself alive all these years, right? Like, because he's, and that's the thing too, I don't know the time frame between when All for One and his brother started, like, and they, they keep making reference to meta powers. It must have been, I think that's a cool little thing where before they called him quirks, they were just called meta powers. Right. Um, so it shows there's like, there's obviously like to be passed down from person to person. There must be at least like a hundred years, I would imagine, or if not more between like then and now. That's my guess. Yeah. So, and like, obviously like all for one's still alive after all this time. Cause he's kept himself alive. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe there is like still two more, not cause that's the thing. They're not necessarily in order. They're not lined up in order. Right. That's you know? You so... I'm wondering if maybe like two of those wielders at some point are still alive somewhere. And I wonder if that's like a tease for like a future arc, like way down the road. Interesting. So I don't, so I don't disagree. Like I think there's, there's clearly something at play here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can see some holders and one of which we know for a matter of fact is dead, but yeah. she's there and you can see her completely. Mm-hmm. And then all my, yeah, I was kind of in this transitory state. And then, yeah, like I always, I don't really have any theories, but I think that's an interesting one. Um, I feel like obvious. I hope we explore that mm-hmm. this season specifically because that was like the big cliffhanger from season four. Mm-hmm. So I hope that we learn a little bit about that. Um, but yeah, I'd... because what we're seeing, like this, is plot A. Yeah, this is the main plot, and this is you know it's being shown to us, and it's definitely ter- probably because we're gonna have such a long B plot, like this whole class one A versus B thing. That's that's like that's an important arc and all that, but in progressing themselves as characters, but like the general story, that's it's not. You know, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah. it's not the main quest. You it's know? funny though, right? Like that's we we talked about this in our last episode. This is kind of how this show does it. Like they have mm-hmm. plot A that over goes it arches over every season. It mm-hmm. doesn't get as much time, and every season has its own distinct like plot B. And mm-hmm. it gets most of the screen time, and you get like pieces of plot A along the way. It's interesting pacing. Um, I've I never just... seen. I, I can't. I honestly can't think of anything, any other show that kind of does that, where yeah. the the main story, like the bigger picture, is in like taking a back seat majority of the time. You know. Yeah, I can't think of anything either. But uh, I, anyway, I, I dig it. I hope we just learn more about it this season, mm-hmm. and that the the reveals aren't too too slow. Because um, I, like I said, I fucking I love the reveals. Uh, all the lore about the quirk and the main villain. I love all that stuff. Mm. What do you think this is the other big thing from this whole conversation is that all might sort of says like, I didn't experience that part. Like he mm-hmm. seems to, he remembers some of the memories. He has kind of felt the presence of the other holders, mm-hmm. but he basically says, I didn't get to talk to the guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he never mentioned anything about a singularity. So what do you think there? Do you think Midori is special? Well, I, I think Midori is special because I think very early on, because that's the thing too, I wish they were a little better with defining in the moment to moment, because every now and then you'll get a voiceover and it's clearly, that's the thing, it's not, that's my problem. It's not always clearly Midoriya as an, as an mm-hmm. adult. Right, yeah. And that's like him, like, like I guess would, what would be the current time, because this is all technically a flashback. Yeah, because I think he, the, the pilot of the whole show talks about, like, this is the story of how I became, like, the number one hero. But that's the thing. I, I don't think they say the... That's, that's sort of... Or, like, the best or something. I think, like, because he... I think there is a reference they make that Midoriya is the greatest wielder of one for all ever. Like, period. Mm-hmm. And I think the singularity thing is kind of, like, teeing that up. 
is to him taking the steps into like getting that power and then obviously like total like like this the doomsday theory i was gonna say the doomsday theory i was like that makes sense like the way obviously like it was kind of like ham-fisted in our face and they cut to todoroki but like that's they've been teasing this for years like the whole bioengineering aspect of like trying to get Mm -hmm. the quirk and it it makes sense like over time like all these powers are going to be kind of like becoming a melting pot and one i hope that that wasn't them setting up todoroki as like a villain I'd be so down though, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> but, but he would be good. Villain. That that would be a little like, again, that'd be ambitious. But I think I think they they showed Todoroki as like what they. He's a perfect example, right? Exa- exactly. I think that's like you know we've seen that over the years, and they also kind of hit it again with like you know Endeavor and his family and all that. So it's I thought that was really cool, and I I just want to see Midori hit like. Like, he's already badass at 20%. I just want him to hit, like, 25. That's all I want this season. <laughs> you know, just, like, a little God, power know, right? a little power it, boost. By that, I mean, by that count, it's basically 5% per season. So yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll get there eventually in season yeah. 20. No, it's... Th- this whole scene, this whole scene with All Might, it's, it just goes to show, like, how in the dark they are. Mm-hmm. You know, because... And it's... But that's that's one of the better part of the show is, like, the... It's not, like, a... Like super big mystery show, but there's just it's just little little stuff they trail along. And we slowly pick it up as we go, and I think we're at that point where it's starting to like catch fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's basically that. You know that whole segment of the episode. It's kind of like a TLDR version yeah. of uh, of uh, Midoriya's dream. I think you know probably the biggest takeaways from that whole thing is that All Might is there but blurry. There are two fuzzy people, and All Might doesn't have any answers. Mm. Um, and that's, you know, and hopefully we get them throughout the season. Yeah, so the other the other really cool thing about that is because they, they have a quick flashback of um, uh, All Might and his, uh, I guess, his mentor. I, I forget her name. Yeah, but she's um, the grandmother of uh, the villain, the guy with the hands. Is she the grandmother or is she the mother? I think he's the, it's the, I, I was 90% sure she's like the grandmother. Cause she I know, have, either way, she's related to Shigaraki. Yeah, she's a, he's a descendant capacity. of her. Yeah. So, the, um, there was a cool scene with them and like kind of her explaining the whole vestiges thing and how like the real power, th- there's a line of feelings come before power. Yes. And I was like, that is fucking tight. Like, that's, that's, that's what I like to hear, you know, it, it's, this power is, it is meant for everyone, you know, it, it's it's like an entity of, p- of pure good, and, and with over time it gets stronger and stronger and stronger because like the right people are chosen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it makes sense that this power gets you know it develops and it's cultivated by every holder and it evolves. Exactly, right? they all they all add their best qualities to it, and that's what makes it so powerful because it's like you know it's a again it comes back to that line of like feelings are greater than power, and yeah. I was like fuck that is some good shit, <laughs> you and know? Like, this show too, man. Every now and then they hit you with a real good line of dialogue. Uh, yeah. She says to him in that flashback, um, this great line, she goes, even if one of us falls away, we can meet again within one for all. Mm. An impossible dream. And I was like, god damn, like, that shit slaps. And and the other really cool thing too is, like, All Might straight up asks her, like, is is this the occult? And Because that was what I, I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, because every other... This is gonna sound maybe not silly, but like everyone's power is kind of science based, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like a ge- like a gene thing. It's you know mm-hmm. it's it's just the rules of the show. But 
when it comes to all for one and one for all, it's it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's not just a power. It's it's like a thing over time kind of thing. It mm-hmm. does have that occult feel to it. And I also like the line that she kind of responded. She goes, no, I don't think it's that. I think it's, it's I, I forget, the impossible dream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, it's not, you know, it's just don't think about it. Like, it's just a feeling, yeah. you know, it was, I don't know. It, it, that was, it, for me, that was the highlight. It was just kind of like that quick little. It's more than that kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I feel that. I th- you know, it's, it's really cool um, how some of the, like how this show sets up so much world building. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so much to do, you know what I mean? Like, if you think about season one, it's like the show's just running all over the place to try and tell you about the world, but it also has to set up Midoriya mm-hmm. and his relationship with All Might, and it does a really, really good job of that. But over time, the show has also done a really, really good job of hinting about all this history. Mm-hmm. Another show completely unrelated that I can think of that does a great job there is uh, is Game of Thrones. Like, do you remember how much had happened in Game of Thrones before, like, the actual pilot? Like, just historically, like, there was Robert's Rebellion and, like, the Targaryen Mm. War and all this crazy shit. And, like, you know, part of the idea of that show is that, like, you know, the main character, Rhaegar Targaryen, had died before the show even started because there was just Mm. so much history that informed the how the rest of the plot was going to take place well that's that's how you make a believable world you you yeah. create events and you create stories that have nothing to do with the matter at hand well the you know not in the immediate well, moment they're at but, least influenced but, by history that you ex- also have to make up exactly and so that's the thing too like anything well written that can kind of justify a current moment it just it just pads it up into something more you know, yeah, it's exactly. a very good example. More, I, I, more lore, more history. Yeah. But the reason I thought of that was like, because we have seen so many flashes and heard so many hints about All Might's predecessor and his mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time she's on screen and All Might talks about her, it's usually pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll get more of that. But I, yeah, I liked that flash too. Yeah. Then we get to like the what we were talking like kind of the B plot of probably maybe the season. I'm curious, yeah. like because they get to it pretty quick, so they had to. The, by the end of this episode, it makes sense of why they had to get to this shit right away. This is going to be long. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we can set this up. So they, you know, they all meet up for an exercise, and like the quick thing is like class A. I think Midoriya notices, or someone notices, that a lot of them have new gear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was anything major there. Like, it's just, it's mentioned. Bakugo, until, Pinky, until Pinky said it, I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> agreed. I thought Bakugo looked like a tad different. Midoriya says he has new gloves. Uraka has, like, a weird jealous moment. It's it's all, it's very quick. Yeah. Um, but then Aizawa moves right on to being like, okay, here's how the season's going to go. Um you're going to face off against Class B in a series of four-on-fours. And I love the show when it does shit like this. Yes. You you put out, you set out an objective. So the idea is you have to apprehend and restrain the opposing team. As you know, you're role-playing your villains, or your heroes, their villains. And they're doing the same, they're playing by the same rules. They think they're the heroes and you're the villains. So you have to apprehend and restrain one another. Uh, and you have to get everybody's team of four restrained. And that's how you win. And then, like, they, the intros of, like, everybody on Class B, and then all of the matches, it's like, holy, like you said, 
Yeah, no kidding. They had to get moving. Like this is gonna seriously. Take, this gonna take a minute. That because that's what I'm wondering. Because the this is kind of jumping ahead. Like obviously, like you know, like it's kind of hard to get super in depth here. Like we're not gonna break down all the teams and all that. But the I guess like we can break down like the the fight that we see or the the match that we see at the end of this episode. Because mm-hmm. even in the preview for next week, it we only see like the people that are still currently fighting. Mm-hmm. We see some other characters like offhand watching, but like mm-hmm. I, I'm honestly wondering if each episode going forward is going to be dedicated to each one of these battles, and then maybe some of them being two. Like, there's no way the Midoriya fight with Shins, like the Shinso rematch, is not mm-hmm. going to be like two, three episodes. Yeah, but if you think about all the teams that they introduced, it's like, yeah, okay, well that's like your season, or like that's like your part one if they if they do split it, right? Yeah, well that's what I was saying last week. Like I'm I wouldn't be surprised if this whole arc is the rest of the season. Yeah, but maybe they find a way to like fit in other stuff, or maybe yeah, you just get you just get straight fights four v fours, which like to be fair, I probably wouldn't complain about either. No, like, think no, about no. how fun some of the other tournaments were. Um, some of the other exercises, even as far back as season one, they're all usually pretty fun to watch. Cause that's the thing too. I don't, I don't want to see, I don't want to see just like one match, like be a total blowout. Cause like right now, both these classes and there's a really, really cool scene with, um, All Might and is it Lady Midnight? Um, or is that her name? Yeah. Maybe. Midnight. I'm not sure what you're referring to though. Anyway, so it's them walking up. I think Pinky makes reference. Oh, are All Might and Lady Midnight dating? And, you know, like, they just kind of ignore her kind of thing. Um, and All Might her, All Might and Midnight, I hope that's her name. I feel like an idiot repeating if it's not. But um, saying, like, oh, like, I wonder who it's, who's going to win this or who's going to be best, like, up against each other. And All Might straight up says, he's like, well, 1A, oh, yeah. they, know, they know how to act in a crisis because mm-hmm. they've been through it. But Class B is, like, their graves have, like improved more because they've been in class the whole time you know like they're actually learning so my point being is i hope going forward i don't want to see one match just blown out in like 30 seconds and then they move on to it like all these characters deserve their fair screen time because they're all competent like there's and that's the thing too like there's some odd characters in either class none of them are chumps you know, like, I, I really hope they dedicate, like, because if they do that a full episode to each match, that would be awesome, you know, like, to really show all their powers, their teamwork, and how, like, just their problem solving, like, this this could be one of the best seasons, by far, this. No, I like, agree, and I was, I was kind of sold right as, like, they started planning, because, like, the last, like, three minutes of this episode are all action. Yeah. And shit sort of hits the fan. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this fucking show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, sign me right up. Oh, yeah. It's um, uh... Before we get to that, though, we should, so we should mention that before the first match even starts, that's when Shinsho enters. So, ergo, our thumbnail for this week, ergo, his, like, heavy presence in the, uh, in the opening theme and all that. So he comes back. But he, he's got a couple differences, right? Did you like his monologue about how more or less like I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to I'm here to, you know, chew bubble bubblegum and kick ass? Which I liked, but has not has, have the teachers not like shot that shit down over the past few seasons to students like, no, this is about you guys working together and learning together and not being like solo and like flying off on your own kind of thing. Yeah. And then good point. like and you know, and like um like a racer head who's like there's this weird mentor thing and we also mm-hmm. kind of skipped over there's a fucking weird scene with all might 
and Midori in the hallway. And Eraserhead and Shinsho. And Eraserhead and Shinsho in the hallway. And there's just like a throwaway line of like, oh, we don't want anyone thinking you're having an affair with Midoriya. And yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I found that strange. That was strange. But then like, like it seemed like he was hinting like we don't want... Like, you're, it almost seems like you're mentoring him too much. Meanwhile, he's, like, exiting a closet with Shinsho, who's now wearing, like, the exact same wraps. Yeah, so th- that's what I'm wondering. Because, like, Eraserhead has been the... Like, he's, like, their main, like, homeroom teacher. Yeah. So, like, he's he's been the one that's been hard on them. But, like, no, like, this is team. And, like, you know, may- maybe I'm misremembering. But I-, I did find it strange that maybe they're kind of allowing it because this guy is so behind and he has proved himself. There's more to what this guy that's going on. Mm-hmm. I, obviously. Like, yeah, I, I, know, I, I don't think that's stating anything Perhaps obvious. something sinister or like maybe just another layer we're unaware of. I think there's, I don't think sinister, but I think there is a layer we're unaware of for sure. That's like right on the money in my opinion, but it just, it didn't seem what the school kind of stands for mm-hmm. or what they have stood for. And then everyone's kind of just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. Be a dick. But the at the end of the day, he shot. has at the end of the day, he has to work with his class. So in yeah. the grand in the grand scheme, I think I liked his speech, and I loved. <laughs> do you notice only uh, only a class A clapped at the end of his speech? I did notice that. It was pretty funny, <laughs> dude. I forget the guy's name uh, that is in class B. That's always talking mad shit about oh, how reprehensible screen, yeah. class A. It's funny most of the time though. It usually lands. I love it. <laughs> it I'm always lands. Like, yeah, go get him. Go get him. He's got to be salty too, if I were you. Yeah, just because like, he's like hype. It's, it's like Bakugo energy, but like just in a different register. Yeah. The Bakugo also only has one scene this episode, and it's like someone talking about how he looks cool. And he's like, Midoriya, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to talk, say it to my face. And then he does. And he goes, don't you go complimenting me. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Man, the thing, I don't know if I've listened to it. No, I definitely have it. But I'm, I have to assume that that isn't as funny in the English dub. It, I, I don't know why, but it's so funny to me now. Like, it's really grown on me, actually. Like, I guess maybe Bakugo's incessant, like, screeching and rage sure, maybe was not always hilarious. But over, like, just, like, the seasons and watching his character change a little bit, but stay pretty on that track of just being angry. <laughs> Bakugo has gotten a serious pass from me. Because I agree, early on, it was it was much at, mo- like, at times. Zenitsu from Demon Slayer. Exactly. But I think I think I had also said that like that season three fight between like round two of Midoriya versus Bakugo. That and him being I, captured and rescued by Midoriya um, when yeah. he was captured by the the uh, all for one henchman folk. Mm-hmm. That was my like huge turning point. That and the and the fight, like you said. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Shinsho shows up. He's got like a new mask. At this point, we don't know what it does, and he's got wraps. So I'm interested to see if like he if he can actually be kind of like a physical hero in that mm. sense because so far even in the two altercations we've seen him in one at this episode one when he loses to Midoriya in the tournament he's never actually like we've never seen him like throw a punch or mm. like do anything so it's it'll be curious to see like if maybe like you know the raps that he's using like if he's developed some stuff like are those magic like what's the deal with those raps because Eraserhead uses the, he has the, he's in the exact same situation his power is not an offensive a power. It's like a support ability. Mm-hmm. And technically, kind of so is Shinsho's. It's tricky, though, right? Because the way Eraserhead uses it, it looks like he's like fucking... He's using them with like superhuman speed and accuracy. Mm. And strength in some cases. Like he's restraining people 
you know what I mean? So it's like, are you just really good at this? Mm. Or is your quirk somehow enforcing this? Or are we supposed to believe that Eraserhead is just really good at throwing around bits of cloth? Mm-hmm. And then well, maybe... like he is, yeah, he's a pro hero. Like he, he's yeah. been doing that, right? So, yeah. But it's like, can that naturally cross over to someone who's been in the normal class? That's the thing, too. I don't, we don't know too much about the normal classes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's who knows what they're taught and if they're even combat trained or whatever. You know, it's it, I'm very like I've never been so quickly like in this show. So uh, oh, what like I just I just want to we just got to watch. You know, like there's not much more we can go on over his character. Like he has that intro and then it's like all right, well we'll see what you can do. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Had you seen speaking of which, like they, we pretty much jump right into the fight, and there's not a lot of it that we see. But had you seen Froppy's camo ability before? Uh, I, I can't recall because was there not? There was that that one-off Froppy episode. Um, she's working with the other sea heroes. Oh, there's yeah. like a walrus man. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah. can't recall if she used it then or not. Okay. But um, but yeah, fuck! Did they really zoom in on her ass? That was, like, even, like, in the invisible thing, I was like, this is so fucking, like, the angle they did. I was you like, know what? I'm happy even to this say sh- I miss that. Even in this show, it's it's anime. It's, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's anime. They had the, the one, like, weeb, like, irritating moment that there was for me was, like, Iraka having, oh. like, a jealous moment about... Is the it support girl. Yeah, whoever yeah. that... The girl that makes yeah. Deku's costume. Yeah. Um... And I was like, really? <laughs> did, did we need that? Yeah. Um, but whatever. So Class B gets the jump on Class A. I really liked how that went. Like, Class A is kind of overthinking it. Forgive me, I forget the shocking ability guy's name. But uh, I don't... Is it Kirishima? I think so, actually, yeah. yeah. But they do a good job of <laughs> kind of painting him as the moron in this scene. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's light him up. But it's... The other cool thing on the opposite side is... Oh well, okay. Here's the one thing I didn't like about this episode: um, the uh, the beast dude with the glasses, the one that can talk to animals, or or no, on the other team, on, on, on in class, class B. B. Yeah, yeah. So like you know, like there's not much more. Like they kind of, there's like the like a minute or so of like class one A kind of over analyzing the situation and like not over analyzing. I think they were taking the proper time, but you can tell class. Kirishima was kind of slowing them down too, though. For sure, but you know, it was interesting to hear because when Class B shows up, they kind of just like in typical villain fashion, which I don't know if that was intentionally done, but they kind of just proceed with discussing like their plan and their reasoning while they're fighting. I was like, why? Yeah, why no. you guys just shut the fuck up? Like, just get into yeah, it. Yeah, the beast. That was super specifically annoying. the beast, and I thought that exactly. It was just super annoying. But he brings up the interesting point of. How they were zooming in on Kirishima, because if he gets alone, no one can stop him, mm-hmm. because he can just unload like. Right. Because I never really thought of that. Like his power, like no one could take like a million volts or whatever his power is. Right. Like that would knock anyone out. Yeah, it almost feels like he should have like a a support item or or something that allows him to let loose more and not worry so much about friendly or collateral damage. Otherwise, he's always going to kind of be restrained and kind of hamstrung. You know what I mean? Like, maybe if they can, like, figure out a way for him to throw a taser on somebody and it only yeah. goes to that enemy or something. Well, when I, when I, like, when the episode finished, my, like, my finishing thoughts were, we need a Red Ride episode for this guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, he needs like, like a little bit of development. He like he's he's one of the weird characters where he's not like he's not great. He's not me not like the grape juice. He's not uh, the tail guy or the the tape guy. You know, he gets a lot because he's kind of like Bakugo's crew. He gets a lot more FaceTime and has like a lot of more talking lines. True. And and I always thought the same about Red Riot. I was like, this guy's getting a lot of FaceTime for like nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we get this big episode. So I'm almost wondering if Kirishima is going to get something later. And I hope we do. Because, like, I, it would be kind of, like, he's just kind of like the dummy. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't, I can't think of a moment where, like, he really kind of helps the team out. Like, go over the moon kind of thing. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, you're, you're kind of right. He probably could do with, like, an episode where he, because in that Red Riot episode, he also, like, figures out or demos his, like, ultimate ability for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, he could do with like a power bump. He could do with a bit of development. Yeah, I agree with all that. But um, but yeah. So then, so yeah. So like they're kind of ambushed by the other team. And it's not going well. No, it's not going well. But we see Shinsho kind of jump right in, and he, there was a really cool line too. He kind of he says, "There's a target that I'm going to take out first that I know." And then they're all kind of like, "Oh, Shinsho, like he's already in it. Like you know, he's like he's one of us. He's assessing the situation." Mm-hmm. It was you tell like they're all, they're all trying to play nice, you know. Yeah, Shinsho's using his head, and they're trying to be supportive. Um, and yeah, he he whips out his new ability, and that like the mask is clearly like a massive upgrade, right? Because yeah. in the one fight he had against Midoriya, it was like, okay, you had a pretty great quirk, and then Midoriya figured it out, figured it out, and boom, like your quirk is worthless now. You know what I mean? Because um, he got him by surprise. Yeah. Midori didn't, because he didn't, no one knew how his quirk worked. Exactly. Other than him. And once you figured out how it worked, now you're, now you're hosed. You're, it's like, it's, you know how to beat it immediately. But the Persona Chords, that's like his new ability. It's this mask that apparently it, there must be a mic in there or whatever, but it could, it changes his voice to sound like the voice of people around him. Or at mm. least that's what it appears to do because he tricks the guy he tricks the uh, Class B guy's beast into answering him because he uses the guy's voice, mm. and boom, he's brainwashed. I missed that. I, I watched the episode a few times. I, I understand what happens, but I missed. I, I keep missing the moment of what actually happens. He he basically just says, "All right, beast, give him all you got. Let's let's get these guys." And like the beast answers, and that's how the quirk is triggered. Um, oh. But he uses the guy who's controlling the beast. He uses his voice, because otherwise, if he used his own voice, like maybe the guy just wouldn't answer, right? Um, but yeah, so it seems like the persona chords changes vocal cords, or they augment them, or the mask itself has technology that does that. Um, well, that, that takes that takes him from a dud character to like an overpowered character. In exactly, like one foul a, swoop. Exactly, it's like a hugely powerful thing now, right? Yeah. Um, you just have to be like, you just can't answer any voice from anywhere unless you see the mouth moving. Mm, that completely that, makes it that cuts out communication exactly between a team. Yeah, so very scary, uh, but very neat. Like, what mm-hmm. a what a cool way to like give a character just like put them right back into the mix. And they did a good job with that. Like, I'm assuming that's like a support item or something. I, I would think so. Like, yeah, the because he says. He says something about recently unlocking his new ability, like the Persona Chords or whatever, but the I don't know if they make mention to the mask or people notice the mask, but I don't know. It's the 
uh, that's the thing. It was like a nice little. The really good part about this scene is like we get like three, four minutes of that fight and just a tease of like what next episode is. And I think it's just gonna be all out like them because that's the thing. We're still missing like the 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 green haired girl like the yeah. Because who's the other? Who's the other two they're fighting? It's the the I bubble know, dude. I don't know who the other two are. I know it's the green haired girl who's like the one that I, they seem to be most worried about. Because that's the one Kirishima fought and lost too. Yeah. Yeah. In season two, I think right. The, the the festival yeah so yeah, so yeah that's gearing up to be a good next episode and a hell of a season if they keep this pace mm-hmm. yeah it's it's the i'm really excited that's the, there's not a single there's not a single f- match coming up that i'm not super stoked for you know yeah. the, there's in it's cool because it's a nice blend of old and new we're getting new people we've never seen their powers mm-hmm. before and seeing them premiered so it's a big deal to us and the characters at the same time. But then we're also seeing, like, you know, teams that we're not used to seeing together. You know, like the, you know, like, you know, Froppy and Kirishima and Red Riot. Like, you know, like, they're kind of all used to working together and, like, the the, bird, the animal controlling guy. But it's just, it's it'll be cool to see the different team-ups and, and yeah. what they kind of work with. So It's funny, too, though, right? It's like... <laughs> I don't think anyone was saying at the end of season four, like, you know what more this, sh- this show needs more of? More new characters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not complaining. It's just like, it's going to be, it's like you said, it's kind of uncharted territory. Uh, so it's going to be fun, I think, to see how all this kind of shakes out. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. I think that's probably it for this episode. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's even like, it's weird. They, they jam pack so much into like three different kind of stories. You know, yeah. it was, or I, I guess two in this instance, there was, but even then, like, that is, it is kind of weird when you, when you say it out loud, how they kind of broke everything up, like they're recapping everything each week. I, I wonder, it'll be interesting to see next week if they do the same thing. Yeah. If that's like a crutch they fall on. Yeah. Cause you don't, you know, it's an easy way out of like, you know, you can shave a couple minutes off. I don't know. Maybe that helps them stay so steady with their animation because this show in particular is so consistent. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe it's just like a weird uh, tool of the trade thing hopefully that's not like the regular thing but i guess we'll see either way this season is uh, gearing up to be pretty dope yes sir all right guys thank you so much for listening um we'll be back this time next week uh with our discussion for uh, the next episode of season five of my hero academia if you're new to the show thank you for listening um this is like this you know only the second show we've covered we're just coming off of attack on titan so Thank you for joining. We'll be here for the rest of uh, Season 5 of My Hero and maybe with some bonus stuff in between. So stay tuned and please feel free to you know like, comment, subscribe, follow the podcast, support it in whatever way you can on social. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Cheers.